Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This time, you know, for this month of uh, October, for Halloween, we decided to do something a little different for Knowing is Half the Podcast, the show you're listening to right now. What we're going to do is, instead of our usual, wait till November 1st and then start doing Halloween episodes, we thought, what if instead we did horror-adjacent cartoons in the actual month where it matters? Guys, it's New Frontier here on Knowing is Half the Podcast. So we're going to do Thanksgiving specials in November, right? Yes. I mean, here's the deal. Maybe. <laughs> no, we have to. People love holiday content. It's true. Like, maybe we just, uh, I mean, look, we only have a handful of G.I. Joe Deke episodes left to go. Uh, maybe we sort of just, like, uh, put the hold on those for just a little bit and just rock seasonal through the end of the year. What do you think, guys? I mean, I, you know I'm all about seasonal everything every food in my apartment right now is either halloween or fall or pumpkin related uh and and it will and for the entire month of november it will all be thanksgiving related people love holiday content gina is so festive she sweats pumpkin spice you wouldn't think it but that is the truth oh by the way my name is ray stacanus i'm listening to you all pat yourselves on the back like we started this um shocktober thing what are we at the beginning of october as opposed to oh mid-october when's this episode going out even if it goes out today it's still going to be way into october so look i don't know what y'all have been doing but i've been watching halloween cartoons for a month now yeah no, listen, uh, hold up, Shan. I'm going to actually stop you there because the last episode besides G.I. Joe we did was election-themed, which is still seasonal, and I will still give us credit for it. You mean the election that happens in November? Uh, uh, some of us already voted, thank you. Thank you. Voting is all actually, of us. I think all of us did, have we? We did it yesterday. Oh, I don't vote. I don't believe in it. Um, <laughs> uh, I see. Okay. Well, I, I pretty get, much... You'd get confused by the ballot, so that's probably good. No, my wife just fills out my ballot for me, and then I look it over, and I'm just like, words. And then I just sort of, you know, hand it in. You know, Voter fraud! <laughs> Arrest me. Arrest me. I know you guys are looking for it. I'll be the example. Uh, yeah, I guess we did all already vote. Look at us. Look at us good little, good little Americans. I'm very sad because I tried to take a, a video of our two-year-old putting the ballots into the box, uh, but I hit the wrong button. Because I'm an old man who doesn't understand fucking technology anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed in myself. I mean, not as disappointed as the world is, I'm sure. Because uh, right. that's a video that they don't get, and you were at least there for it. Also, you're I supposed just... to mail the ballot yourself. Voter fraud. Both of your votes have been uh, uh, deemed 
ineligible. Oh, hold on, guys. There's a van outside my house right now. Uh, sirens are going off. I got to go check. Oh, boy. You're going to well, get guys locked with- in a room with Trump, and he's going to cough on you. That's, uh, a bad, that's a bad day. Just so you know, Ray, that is a completely unrelated crime that they're there for. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the election p- people are much slower. Those people are probably just there for the kitty porn, so. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my goodness. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh, we're talking about an episode uh, called uh, a show called Count Duckula, which I'm. This is a suggestion by Brian Rapp on Patreon. Thank you, Brian, for this. Thank you for being a patron, a longtime patron, a big fan. Uh, we're a big fan of you, quite frankly. And um, Count Duckula was a suggestion. It, it kind of set us on this whole "What if we don't screw up Halloween this year?" kind of a, a road that we're trying to walk right now. So, Count Duckula is a British. For those of you who don't know, it's a British cartoon show that I loved it's it, it's the spinoff of danger mouse another british cartoon show from the early 80s and uh, as a young child i loved danger mouse i loved count duckula i was into this did not realize it stretched all the way into the early 90s before it finally um they stopped making it and uh it's a show about a vegetarian vampire duck who lives in a castle with his with his uh thralls and stuff happens you know it's a cartoon yeah, I used to watch the crap out of this because it was it was a Nickelodeon show, and as I've mentioned before, I did not I did not have Disney because that cost extra. Uh, uh, so I I was a Nickelodeon kid, and this same, was one same. of my regular cartoons that I watched. Uh, uh, I'm not at, not as familiar with Danger Mouse, weirdly enough, but I think it's because it was it was earlier, and I was maybe a little too young, but I definitely watched Count Duckula. Yeah, Count Duckula uh, came out I like wanna... six years after uh, Danger Mouse did, but Count Duckula was a character on Danger Mouse, if yeah. I remember correctly. So. Yes, he was. I, I don't I don't want us to gloss over the fact that um, the way Ray you presented this show that it is about a vegetarian uh, vampire duck who lives in a castle with his thralls and stuff happens sounds yep. like hipster pornography. <laughs> it sounds like a series that was produced in in. Brooklyn or wherever all the hipsters are where like it's just straight up gay porn yeah I mean London in the early 80s is probably a haven for hipsters isn't it yeah also why not? yeah why not yeah this was a British series uh which explained which I I looked it up after there's a part in this episode where he's eating a lot of muesli and yes. I and I was thinking to myself that's a strange choice because I um, thought the joke was going to be that the muesli is is disgusting, and he didn't like it, but he likes it a lot. And I and I said I have to watch this. I have to look this up now. And then I found out it was British, and that makes sense because British people don't think muesli is disgusting the way Americans think muesli is. Disgusting. Uh, this this actually helps support my uh, hipster pornography thesis <laughs> because uh, muesli was a thing that my uh, uh, hippie mom used to uh bring home yes. as if it were something great and i'm like the fuck isn't this uh uh captain crunch this is yes. bullshit it's 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 gross and i've tried it as an adult like thinking oh i don't need sugar anymore and it's still it's still not good it's just it's just not good yeah i would i would say american hippies and and british people who don't have taste buds uh uh enjoy muesli well. Thanks for everybody in uh, the UK who used to listen to our show. Uh, I don't know that you're going to survive the beating that apparently you and your countrymen are going to take on this episode. Look, of Count if Duckula. you if you have a delicious way to eat it, 
that's not like maybe you're supposed to put a little honey on top. I don't know. I don't know what people do. Then then tweet at us and tell me how to enjoy my muesli. I will go out. I will fully buy another box of muesli and eat it until it's done. If you tell me how to eat it to make it delicious. Or uh, count instead of tweeting us at G.I. Joe podcast and letting us know about muesli, you could instead sponsor the show uh, <laughs> and we would we would say great things about muesli every episode from now until the end of time. Just two options. Two options are out there. For- we really need to create that uh, Patreon only video series where we eat stuff. And it would normally be like uh, Japanese snacks and what have uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. But yeah, we could patrons could suggest things like muesli that we would then have to eat. And you know, uh, I'd be all for that. G- yeah. Given- Given the you know the Zoom world we live in, that's probably not even a hard thing for us to do. We would no. just have to schedule it out, quite frankly. Yeah, and I and I will say that uh, Chan and I will probably eat anything. Raise raise more of a food pussy because he he only likes hamburgers and diet soda. Uh, but he but- is the Great the Britain two- to our uh, every other part of the world. <laughs> How dare you? I am, you know, look, I'm the one white dude who enjoys a uh, 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 flavor in his food. Yeah, um, I, I, I could hear you trying to come up with some sort of diverse ethnic food. And then, but I see <laughs> your food posts, Ray. It's all chili and apple pie. Uh, with lots of, well, to be fair, the apple pie I didn't make, but I will be eating it. But the whole thing is the chili is extra spiced up. You know, uh, uh, look, there's a common complaint about we white folks who we under season everything. This is, uh, in fact, where all the British uh, 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 culinary techniques, I think, pay off is the fact that they just boil everything and don't season it in any way. And then they go, mm, delicious uh, uh, English food. Uh, but uh, uh, me, I like to put extra seasonings in. Like I've, I, I realized later in life, you don't have to eat terribly just because you're a white person. Uh, not everyone has this message is what I'm trying to say. You keep saying seasoning, but the only thing you're saying is like adding. Spice. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, yes. that's the thing. That too. Like ghost peppers are uh, real high on the Scoville scale. I don't know about flavor. Oh, so I don't, I don't, but I don't, I don't eat that spicy food stuff. I just mean things like, you know, uh, cumin, turmeric, uh, you know, the chili powder. It's the, still, uh, you're still, you're still putting it in white, white people recipes though. Like you're oh, still yeah. making casseroles and chili. You're not, you know, you're not making correct. Chan's Asian style meatloaf. Or, I don't even yeah. know what that is. Quite frankly, it, it's, it's shocking to me. That's not Meatloaf? not surprising because we just established that you only eat white person food. No, well, Chan, you make these like really fancy ramen bowls at home, right? And you and then they're just got all these little things in them, oh, and they look I, all. Prof- I make all- the hell out of ramen bowls. Yeah, though. they look all profesh. And if I was to try that at home, I just end up with like chicken noodle soup, you know. So it's like we're trying, but you know we're limited. We're limited. I mean, it's very it's it's very easy. There's no there's no skill involved in making a pretty ramen bowl. You just get the right kind of ramen and then chop up a bunch of veggies and add some some things. Yeah, you underestimate my ability to screw things up. <laughs> now I want ramen. Now I want to talk about Count Ducula because uh, this is uh, this is one of my favorite intros. Uh, this is, I don't think is in our theme song throwdown. An oversight. Maybe when we do the second tournament, uh, we'll uh, we'll expand out and include this. But can we hear a little bit of this? Because the opening and closing theme songs of Count Ducula, I could sing them as it was happening, even though I hadn't watched the show in at least twenty plus years, because it's just ingrained into my soul. And I would love to hear a little bit. This is a wonderful intro song that tells you everything you need to know. 
Dracula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a snake through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century when the moon is in the eighth. Dang. Well, get to the song part, Chan. That's just like the talking part. Okay, uh, I was really, really, really into the opening, and then you reminded me, oh, right, there is an actual song associated, which I am much less fond of. Oh, no, look, the intro's great, and it's all this, like, Vincent Price from Thriller kind of an intro. No, that's um, the part that I like. You know, that was like, fantastic. I like and, and the whole th- package, because, because right, the intro is, first of all, pretty spooky for a little kid's show. That's the thing that impressed me is like they weren't talking down and like, um, yeah, yeah, like, blood. And also, <laughs> they're showing how Count Decula is made, which is always hilarious, uh, because they because they they create these vampire ducks usually once like a century or something, and instead of once blood, every years. Yep. they uh, did you just correct me to say the same thing that I just said? No, I was I was I was uh, uh, agreeing with you <laughs> and then putting it into context for our listeners. British people don't know what a century is. You have to tell them how many years it is. Come on. <laughs> wow. Okay, I thought you were I thought you weren't sure what a century was. No, I was agree- I was I was and adding so you more were context. Like, no, no, no. It's every 100 years, Gina. Uh, Come on. To no. be fair, in in the UK, they don't call it a century. They call it a humble buzzle. So uh, see, that makes uh, it's a lot like of Fortnite. Sense. It's just like a different word. So <laughs> no, raise it, uh, raise it the right here. Think of me as like your flavor flav. Uh, 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 so as you were kind of rattling off, I'm just behind you, being like, hundred years, yeah." Okay, okay you know, thank so you. I, appre- I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, so instead of blood in the recipe to create Count Ducula, they nanny accidentally uses uh, ketchup, which which turns out to make a meek, mild mannered. Count Ducula, uh, who who is a vegetarian, so they they get all that out through through sort of the the voiceover, which is great. And then I enjoy the song because it reminds me of a lot of '80s movies. Like I was getting very uh, uh, Eddie Murphy movie vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with with the beat and everything like that. Like I was like, why am I thinking of coming to America or Beverly Hills Cop? And I guarantee you, if you put Count du- the Count Ducula theme song in with the theme songs to a bunch of Eddie Murphy movies in the 80s. It's a big fan. So, we're you know, we're introduced to, you know, all kinds of different characters here. Uh, in the intros, it's basically, you know, you get the theme of it. You got Count Ducula, who was a failed experiment. He's a vampire vegetarian who lives in a castle with his uh, Igor, his servant, and his nanny, who's an oversized. They're all birds. You know, he's a, a vulture. Igor is. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I couldn't tell if he was he was a vulture or like a bald eagle. And she looks she's a chicken, right? Or a turkey? A giant, giant chicken. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She reminded me of uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. So I just yeah. assume it was some form of 
monster chicken. But I was chicken. curious what the what the if there's a bird hierarchy, uh, like if if ducks are sort of the 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 wealthy of the birds, and then the, the other apex birds, predators. Yeah, like and then the other birds are their their servants, or if it's just a free for all that you know, it's not 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 every servant is a chicken, not every chicken is a servant. No, I mean that's good. I mean I think it's a meritocracy in the in the bird world of Count Ducula. Yeah, I I like that better. Um, I also appreciate the character choice of having Nanny Hold always on, wait a, with a broken don't arm in a sling. Don't you mean yeah. a paritocracy? Oh. oh, Jesus, Chan. Really? It took me a little longer than it ought to have, and I apologize <laughs> for that. I'm sorry I had to cut you off as you go up, but then it popped in my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to pull this nope. motherfucker off the rails, <laughs> bring it back. This is this is why I'm not a good improviser, by the way. I'm like, okay, <laughs> stop the scene. I got this thing. I got, I got a really great pun. Y'all need to hold up. Enough of this character development. I have some wordplay, but, uh, but I have board. a question. Why is Nanny always in a sling? I, it's just it's a character choice, and I don't fully understand it. But I love it because how many characters of uh, anything, much less a cartoon show, does one character perpetually have a broken arm? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I, it kind of makes sense because she's I, she's clumsy, I guess. Like she's the one who put the t- who put the ketchup in in the the big duckula soup and and she's always sort of doing doing wrong things so i guess it makes sense because she's clumsy but i did for a moment think i missed something uh some sort of spousal abuse side line, side storyline uh, I, so. I just looked it up and the wiki wiki says that uh, her right arm is perpetually in a sling the sling itself seems to have unlimited carrying capacity as she is able to produce any number of items from it in the style of uh harpo marx's recurring magic satchel joke oh yeah so. okay or or uh nanny uh, mcphee no the other nanny Nanny nine one one. Yeah, Doctor Nanny. Yeah, yeah. They have they have that big purse that you can produce things. I think the I think the Brits enjoy uh, uh, magical sacks that you can pull things out of. That sounds like a joke, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> like famed Englishman Harpo Marx. No, no. Like it's a it's a it's a storyline in uh, Harry Potter. First of all. Doctor Who has the uh, the 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 TARDIS. Much yeah, bigger on the yeah. Inside. Which, as we all know, is a giant bag. <laughs> May as well. <laughs> no, be. they May just well. like. I think because they're so efficient, they like the idea that oh, this is this is a bigger, this is roomier, and it can it can hold more junk. Uh, uh, I can't think of the. I can't think of Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins I, had a. How was it going to give it to you? <laughs> she, she had yeah, a I was purse. definitely trying to hang you out to dry. <laughs> She had a purse um, that she also b- was much bigger on the inside. So uh, the name of this uh, uh, episode of Count Duckula is Dr. Goosewing and Mr. Duck. So it's going to be an episode featuring uh, uh, Dr. Von Goosewing, who is basically your Van Helsing vampire hunter uh-huh. duck character. And he his 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 gimmick is he was a vampire hunter who wants to kill Count Duckula because he mistakenly thinks Count Duckula is a menace to the countryside. Um, and comes from, I guess, a long line of vampire hunters, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think he's a duck, though. His beak looks weird. I think he well, I is mean, also maybe a chicken. He's I think a goose. He's, probably, he's, he's a goose. His name, his name is literally Gooseling. Goose yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I'll, I'll I understand. Next school clues. <laughs> you know, I, I understand you don't want to put a lot of time or effort into this and like digging deeper and going to Wikipedia articles and whatnot, but. His name is <laughs> Goosewing. So look, lots of people's names are Goosewing. They're not all geese, okay? You know what? That's fair. Name one. 
Stephen Goosewing of Northern Ohio. Shit. No, you're right. That guy makes a killer barbecue. That's <laughs> yeah, my bad. That That's guy, he's me. not a, he's not a goose, but if you've ever been around him at a party, he is foul. Ugh. Ugh. He is. Go, can you foul. put on your finest suit already, Ray? Ray, I gotta make it to That's Halloween. My fucking job. How dare you? How? I, what I love is how much you. Chan likes terrible puns until I make one, and then he gets violently angry. It's one of my favorite gimmicks on this show. I'll call it out. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Goosewing, we we kind of cut to Goosewing. He's on an airship, which is pretty cool. And uh, uh, and he says, one day, you know, I'm going to get you, Duckula, one day. And he goes to drink a, a soda, and he ends up drinking his potion. Instead, he, like, grabs the wrong thing, and he turns, like, into no, a... Uh, it's yeah. not a potion. It's fucking floor wax. It's what yeah. kind of asshole is just, like, leaves cleaning solution around and, like, oops, I accidentally drank a bunch of it. But I will say, I I liked that better because he has it on the table next to his tea and he's not paying attention. And it did look like some sort of potion. So I was just like, come on, dude. You left some sort of weird... First of all, what were you doing? And I appreciate the fact that they were like, no, no, it's just it's just carpet cleaner. He could have left it out. Maybe his, his ship cleaning lady left it out, which to me is more believable than just he was mixing up potion and happened to leave it right next to his tea. I guess it wasn't like a beaker, though, which is what is that sort of? No, it was uh, in a glass jar. Oh, okay. It was in a glass jar. And I think that's I think British people put everything in glass jars. He drinks out of a mason jar like a hipster. (laughs) So this is all. Yeah, this all checks out. Um, so we, we find out that essentially his personality gets changed or something like uh, he turns from like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde bit. That's what we're going for. You become the opposite of what you are um, if you if you drink this potion. That's that's the gimmick. And he kind of, uh, you know, doesn't he turn kind of like bloodthirsty? Is that the deal? Yeah, he basically turns into a vampire. Yeah, he turns, he turns from a, a vampire. vampire hunter into a vampire. So you, you go opposite day. So that's where we're at for this episode. That is the through line of this episode. Remember that going forward. Um, we cut over to Count yeah, Duckula. Which, yeah. which is not how Jekyll and Hyde works. But uh, for the purposes of this cartoon, it does make for some interesting uh, uh, change. Up. I'm still like, convinced yeah. Jekyll and Hyde is a story about alcoholism and about how that guy gets real fun when he's drunk, but he tends to break things. You're not going to uh, talk realize about this at this point. Robert Louis Stevenson was a huge cokehead like insane cokehead and the fact that uh mr hyde is like super popular at parties and has tremendous amounts of energy and then like collapses into a fucking uh puddle afterwards yeah you just described me every single time i went out in my 20s so i don't understand um i don't know without the popular part without the popular yeah i believe they also called you scarface at one point um not because that you're a cuban but because you're a huge cokehead (laughs) <laughs> none of I'm that is gonna true. Pile, how dare you how i'm gonna put you. all sorts of horrible things i i already said that you uh uh had kitty porn you're now uh you're a cokehead in your 20s i'm gonna keep stacking up horrible crimes on you throughout this episode that's until the thing, Jim, they do is, call the cops on you is, through all of this 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 paints a picture of a ray who had money in his 20s so we already <laughs> know none of it can possibly be true <laughs> Moving forward, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nanny's going to make Duckula some porridge 
and it's no good. It's no good at all. But first, um, he he. This is uh, this is my jam. He describes what breakfast he wants before she gives him porridge, and man, oh man, I wish we had seen it because you guys know how much what I love. Delicious morsel do we find on the breakfast menu this morning? Hot muffins thickly spread with washings of melting golden butter, or pancakes dripping with yummy maple syrup, freshly baked croissants served with delicious homemade strawberry jam porridge. Oh, porridge! Uh, yeah, this I love f- that description. Uh, after the intro and then this, uh, I was like, this does not sound like a children's cartoon. Uh, and I'm curious, like, if mo- more or most of British cartoons sort of like didn't worry about talking down to children like, oh, we got to only have like uh, monosyllabic uh, dialogue. Otherwise, kids aren't going to understand it. Like there's just they just throw words out there that are just uh, um like for friggin' adults. I mean, that's the why they're and I love that. much smarter than we are and better actors yeah. and better writers. Fair. I mean, yeah, none of this isn't true. Look, we're ma- we, we've really taken the British through a ringer here, but let's face it. They're way smarter and classier than we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's someone at work the other day was lamenting the fact that that British people get American roles. And I said they're better actors, and and yeah. everyone sort of agreed with that. Sorry, <laughs> our American actor listening audience. Yeah, look, the British made brought us Earl Grey tea, and we brought the world truck nuts. So, I mean, I think we win, but like it's close, is what I'm trying to say. Although, to be fair, uh, both of us have fucking stupid ass leaders right now, and uh, they're going through Brexit, which was a terrible decision. So. You know, no one can really claim superiority anymore, I guess. No, we're both we're both <laughs> in the same uh, mud wrestling pit at this point. <laughs> they had it until they uh, elected Boris Johnson. Yeah, then, exactly. And all 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 your little snide whatever goes right out the window when you get when you get uh, Trump's mini me as your actual leader. Uh, you know, sorry, guy. Sorry, British. We're back on you again. I hope you enjoyed the niceness. That ship has sailed. That's all I got. Switzerland, it's your time to shine. Switzerland, don't get me started on those knives and cocoa. Okay, uh, maybe we can find a Swiss cartoon. Let's let's find one uh, for for Halloween. Chan, get on that. Oh, um, the Swiss are all about Christmas, so I bet we could find one for for Christmas. Oh, I like it. Uh, okay, so Igor suggests he get some blood out of the ice box, and he says, "Why don't you try blood, Count Ducula? You are a vampire who should be eating blood." And Count Ducula says, "I'm a vegetarian. No." Yeah, okay. this is this is I like this through line that Igor has has served some of the most vicious uh, vampire murderers for for a long time. And now he's very sad that he gets uh, this this hipster duck. It's 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 what every parent who has a hipster kid uh, feels about their kid, which is, God, you suck. You suck so bad. I don't think it's as much hipster as it is maybe a goth kid or some sort of just like all black no, wearing Morris. Igor kid. wishes he had a goth kid. He wishes he a had hipster a hipster kid. A, you know, a hipster kid like, you know, has a job, uh, <laughs> you know, shows some ambition, has a man bun, has okay, five different side all, projects that all get him paid. Count Ducula has ambition. His ambition is to be an entertainer. It's a through line of the series. True, true. You're not wrong. You're not he wrong. wants to be a famous entertainer. So I guess really it's it's what every parent who has a kid that goes into comedy is is oh, thinking. Oh, there we go. Is, can't you, you know just what? try? Can't you just try doing something else? 
Can't you try chartered accountancy? Wouldn't you prefer to be a stockbroker or a lawyer? Uh, to be I, fair, I, I googled Swiss cartoons, and the only thing that comes up is Pingu. P-I-N-G-U. Get it. Oh. We're watching it. We're watching some goddamn Pingu. I don't um, know what it I, is, but I'm literally in. Literally the only thing on this Wikipedia page about Swiss animated series. I have watched some with Egon, and I would not recommend. Oh. Oh. But we're doing it. Pingu no. for Christmas. <laughs> Five Pingu episodes of the month oh, of December. Oh, I know what Pingu is. It's that terrifying claymation penguin. I'm in. 1986. Okay. It's in our wheel butt. It's in our wheelhouse. Let's do it. Um, it's in, did, okay. did you say it's in our wheel butt? It's in our wheel butt. Um, okay. So they finally agree on the muesli for breakfast. Now, in between all of this, Goosewing has delivered quote unquote milk, but it's actually the spot remover uh, floor cleaner to uh, Igor at the front door. So Igor has now unwittingly brought in this milk, which is actually the, the potion from earlier. So uh, uh, Duckula is about to eat the muesli and he has to put some milk on it. You see where we're going here. There is a, a great moment where Duckula eats it. He goes to the opposite. So now he acts like a real bloodthirsty vampire. And he turns to Igor and he says, I actually would like some blood. And this is the happiest day in Igor's very long life. Yes. He's very excited. And of course, he has it lying around because he's been waiting for this moment, I guess. Yeah, blood doesn't go bad. I think we can all agree. Yeah, I mean, I've had some in my freezer for a long time. I've had some in my body for like decades, you know, so. Uh, No, that went bad a long time ago, Ray. Shoot. I think you're right. (laughs) Get the leeches. <laughs> um, um, okay, so uh, he says, let's go to the maidens. So apparently we got maidens somewhere around here. Uh, Igor's has been hanging out to all this time. And uh, as they go out, they go to, towards the front door. He opens the door and there's sunlight. And all of a sudden, Duckula is affected by sunlight. He doesn't like it. He's about to get damaged. He goes, I need to go to a coffin and get some rest right now. And Igor is like, this is the jam. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Yeah, he's all about it. He's into it. I know completely. So now he's now going to the coffin. So now we've put Ducula aside. He is now in the coffin getting some rest for later. And Igor uh, is going to have some tea. Okay, fantastic. So he puts a little milk in the tea. You see where we're going again. Igor has now made a colossal change to now he is an anti-vampire siding with vampire hunters. He runs into Goosewing. No, that's a simplification. He's a a big sweetheart. He's he's not anti-vampire. He's just, he's he's all rainbows and hearts and flowers and saying what a wonderful day it is. This was actually the first time I realized that it's just opposite and not sort of your your more evil desires coming out because the first two were both you know sort of nice guys that turned evil and i and i liked this little this little take on on jekyll and hyde i liked that it wasn't just that everyone turns evil i like that it's it's the opposite because he's pretty hilarious when he's saying oh what a wonderful what a wonderful <laughs> day everyone is so happy and the only reason he oh, turns and are you all right I shall feel infinitely better, my dear, dear nanny, when I have spread a little happiness, kissed a few babies, given shelter to some stray dogs, rescued several lost kittens, and helped a handful of old ladies across the road. Yeah, so he just turns into a real good guy. He's not necessarily anti-vampire, but when 
but when uh, Goosewing says, I need to kill the vampire, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Vampires are bad. And I'm now a really good, good guy kissing babies and helping old ladies. So I will help you kill a vampire. So let's go kill Duck, uh, Duckwing together. Yeah. And so and this is like this is how like I think about this and I think of just like a British style because a very British style was to have a, a very bunch of people with very clear intentions that are across purposes standing around and having a conversation with each other about all of their uh, points of view, basically. And nobody necessarily acts on it right away. They come to sort of an agreement of how the situation is going to go. And then it follows through. And, and, so and you're I, talking yeah. about a UCB improv scene. <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Like I, I can't remember seeing uh, things like that in like uh, red dwarf, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, you know, when I think of like British kind of stuff, and Monty Python sketches, quite frankly, uh, often have people that come in with very specific uh, points of view, and then they talk it through, and they decide, actually, I now have to shoot you. Uh, no, you know, it isn't. Thank you. <laughs> you almost, you almost got me, Chan. How dare you? Um, Get on board. Get on board. Well, my argument have, clinic sketch. We, we have a very. I could be arguing in my spare time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we have a wonderful scene where everybody is sort of there and they're talking about just like what we're going to do. And instead of just running out and attacking him, they have this like drawn out conversation about how, well, this is what I'm into now. Yes. Well, of course I'm a vampire, but I don't think you should kill me. Well, I pretty much kill vampires. And they just have this whole before they finally uh, pull out the stake and the hammer and the chase scene actually begins. And uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I really, really did. Same. Yeah, I dug it. And this leads us to, you know, we've already done the the three beats of the potion, so they decide to heighten and go with the fourth beat because we have four characters on this sh- in this episode. So Nanny drinks the potion, and she turns into this wicked smart, uh, ridiculously uh, cultured uh, individual uh, um, who's talking about philosophy. She's talking about science. Like, uh, uh, I loved this version of Nanny. Chan, I don't suppose we have a clip of that queued up as well. <laughs> Oh, yes, Nanny, I do agree. Conversely, as Goethe would have it, ein Unumsleben ist ein froher Tod. No, absolutely, without doubt. Mm, oh, yes, yes, I couldn't have put it better myself. And was it not Egel himself who pronounced the supposition that... Oh. A- uh, so <laughs> there's wonderful. something very specific about a British accent uh, uh, pronouncing Hegel in that way uh, that just touches the deepest parts of my comedy being because i grew up on uh, monty python so like uh yeah just nanny just going to town and speaking german because of course she does because she's you know <laughs> she's read goethe in the original uh like all uh, the whole time like uh, um her her dialogue was like overly verbose in the way that an english major natch uh-huh. like myself just just eats <laughs> just eats it up it's like i get that i into that and that it's for a kid show is just fantastic and again i appreciate the fact that i feel like every every cartoon at some point and and a lot of shows have done a take on jekyll and hyde and i appreciate the fact that the opposite of nanny is super smart and cultured it's it's a nuance to it as opposed to just everyone getting angry and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if kids would even like even really get it, but I appreciate that they tried. I feel like kids would get it like British kids would get it. They're smarter. I think we all can agree yeah. on that. Um, they just hate good food. So I mean, you give of one take of another, you know. 
Well, still coming for you, the Brits. Um, okay, so uh, now we're in the we're in the final act right now. Like like not a lot A to B to C happens in this episode of Count Ducula. It's a lot of kind of just sitting around, kind of having Quentin Tarantino esque dialogue over cereal. Like that's sort of that's sort of just what this show is, and I think that's what I really liked about it. It's a very slower paced. And uh, uh, when I was a young ADD kid, this is one of the things that probably calmed me down. <laughs> and because this is uh, Count Dracula was out around the same time as uh, original Sunbo GI Joe, you know, 86, 87. So this is um, this is right there. Uh, OK, so Igor's uh, oh, Count Dracula's uh, uh, blood rust, bloodlust uh, wear off in the coffin. It wore off in the coffin. So when he came back to that scene earlier, he was back to normal again. Igor now wears off uh, his uh, happy-go-lucky personality. And so everybody just sort of runs away. And then they get away from Goosewing, and he just sort of gets expelled from the castle. I don't even really remember how. It's not a huge action show. <laughs> uh, I think once he realizes... Yeah, I think I think once Igor is back to normal... Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, does he, he drive him out or something? Anymore. I, maybe he gets, he 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 says, gets scared is what happens. Yeah. He gets scared and he sort of runs away. Yeah, he says, I don't have a numerical advantage anymore. I got to get out. That's fine. Yeah, get out. Uh, so, yeah, Nanny's doing the philosophy talk. It wears off halfway through and she's dopey again. And then there's a whole bit where they're going to give their monster pet uh, milk. And then Nanny goes off camera, gives the milk, and you hear a loud commotion coming from the other room. And then that is literally the end of the episode. Uh, Tight. A tight episode. Count Ducula, 22 minutes. Um, and we, we hit it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this. It had, it had, uh, it was Halloween-y, which I loved. It had a lot of talk of food, which I love. Oh, uh, I and there yeah, were yeah, animals yeah. in it. So, so this gets an enthusiastic thumbs up from me. Uh, just real quick. I, I did make a note at the end there when she gave the, um, Towser. the cleaner to the dog. Here's some milk. Here, Towser! Towser! Oh, Towser! You bad boy! God help her, Chihuahua, irresistible, you Jezebel. Oh, Towser! Stop it! Once more. Yeah, Towser. Is she fucking that Towser dog? Towser raped her. Oh, dear. Just- one hundred percent. I don't. I don't know that it was rape. It did sound like uh, she was kind of into it. Um, I did not pick up on that even a little bit, and now I'm sad. Uh, no, no, I think no, it, it was probably consensual. He called her a Jezebel. Yeah. She's tempting him. Yeah, and she like I. I doubt she gets a lot of action up there in that uh, tower. So oh, probably it all worked out. I think I think I think Nanny gets hers. I really do. I think that she's. On I mean, top. she's not Bone and Igor. They definitely do not get along. Yeah, they're not. They, they're not. They're, they're not, not into it. I, yeah, good for her. Good for her. You know I what? Though, it. if we were to assume that they had maidens kind of around, just when Count Ducula changes his mind, I have to believe there are some young studs up there that Nanny's. You know, it's much like Gina's basement of twenty-four-year-old comedy students. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think Nanny has one of those going on. Uh, well, I'd uh, love it if she did. The the maiden thing they don't store them there. They have to go down to the uh, village at the bottom of the uh, uh, hill to get to them. That's why they open the door and he uh, you know can stand the light. So I think she probably does get down there every once in a while and you know gets hers. But it's a walk. It's yeah, a walk. She, you know, she's gotta get her groceries from somewhere. She's gotta be picking that muesli up from somewhere. Yeah. True. Uh, I I still just I still go with the basement of young studs. I just feel like why wouldn't she? Okay. 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 
Fair enough. I mean, it's a big, it's a big castle. There's room, sure, but you know, on a on a scullery maid's wage, you know, where you where are you gonna make that happen? No, it's re- I just don't see. GI Joe will return after these messages. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. It's Munchie Chi, girl doll, boy doll. School time and football fan outfits are each sold separately. Munchie Chi, Munchie Chi, oh so soft and cuddly. With the thumb in her mouth, she's really neat. Fun to wiggle with little feet. Monchichi Girl Doll and Boy Doll are each sold separately from Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> Realistically, I mean, for this Count Dunkley show, with as little action as happened in the actual show, I feel like this could have been served as like one of these like originators of the two eight-minute episodes or you know, two 11-minute episodes as opposed to one 22-minute episode. And maybe television just hadn't evolved by that point to kind of get to there. Are you saying uh, this I'm is a great sure. British baking show of cartoons, Ray? Definitely uh, not because I like it. Do not. <laughs> both. It turns out both of you do not like the Great British Baking Show, which is insane to me because I host a weekly Netflix party f- specifically for that reason. And it's it, it's. It hurts me in my soul. I just don't. Not it's, not, it's not anything about that specifically. I am not. It's the same reason I don't watch sports. I need a narrative and I need more of a more of a narrative. This is why I don't watch reality shows, because I need more of a narrative than just see who wins this episode. What are you talking? Sports is one of some of the greatest narratives ever. No, from personal you, journeys you, to you team are, concept you journeys. You are a liar. I will fight you on that. Gina, Gina doesn't read. Uh, um, uh, she doesn't like uh, cookbooks because they don't have enough of a narrative. <laughs> like, look at her recipe. I'm like, 
Well, where's the character development? No. Oh, no. Uh, if a I, recipe took me a half hour on to if to read, then you're right. I would never read a recipe. That's what that's what the Great British Baking Show is. Oh, it's a no. it's a it takes me a half hour to read a recipe. It just occurred to me that Gina is the reason why modern internet recipes you look up start with a 20 minute story oh about someone's God. grandmother in Italy before You're they finally right. get to drop oh, the penne in the that water. At all. Oh, that's the worst. No, that's the oh opposite my God. of what I want. Gina, that is you're the, the worst. opposite of what I want. Gina, why did you do this to the world? No, I, I don't. I want reality shows to be normal. I just don't want to watch them. You know, I, I'm just I'm trying to learn how to make, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a baked pasta. And then it's all of a sudden like when I spent five summers in Tuscany, no, the I air was like, crisp. Like Shut up. Just tell me the recipe. Scroll, I just scroll, want scroll. The Yeah, I don't just, even ah. I, X, I X off of those. That's why I hate Ina Garten. I X off of those real fast <laughs> because no one cares about your stupid white lady life. Ina Garten. It is. It is entrancing, honestly. Uh, just like to see how the other 1% lives. It's, uh, uh, I'm torn because I like the recipes of Ina Garten, but I cannot really yeah, stand listening to the person. White, whitey, whitey McWhite stuffs. But I don't want to hear her say, stories. She, she annoys me. I don't know. Uh, I, I used to watch her and I liked it. And then she had a, a, a recipe for, I think it was like a lobster roll or something like that. I've never had a lobster roll. So I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. I'll, I'll, okay uh, i'll pay attention to what she's doing i looked up the recipe and i was like okay calls for like uh two pounds of like uh lump lobster or something like that and i'm like i wonder how much that costs and i looked it up and i was like this dish which is you know i, I don't know how many people it fed not very many it was a real small like salady type thing was like three hundred dollars i was like what did just for the just for the <laughs> lobster part of like what is even happening? Why am I watching this thing? Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> like, I started out watching, it's like, 30-minute not- uh, meals with uh, Rachel Ray, and I was like, oh, this I could do this. This is, you know, like, a, something I could afford or whatever. If and then I, I watch, slipped in. If I'm going to watch a recipe, I'm going to uh, I'm going to either, go- like, I, there's no way I'm going to Ina Garten. I'm going to just Google Gordon Ramsay. And then whatever food I want to make, Gordon Ramsay eggs. That's a two minute video, and he <laughs> he fucking pounds it out. Or who's the who's the glasses guy? Uh, Alton Brown. Alton Brown steak. Three minute video. Glasses guy. Yeah, yeah. I Three- would also say I, I put Bobby Flay on that uh, as well. If I'm not sure about something, you just mm. yeah type in Bobby Flay meatloaf and you got something yeah you know? gordon ramsay plus anything you're watching a two-minute video and it's going to change the way you make eggs for the rest of your life that being said i always fall into a hole though because i accidentally type in guy fieri and watch nine straight hours of diners drive-ins <laughs> no. and dives until i forget i was even hungry in the first place <laughs> oh what a magical man that guy fieri is I'm, I'm glad that the world is finally coming around to how wonderful Guy Fieri is because for a long time it was a lot of hatred, a lot of unnecessary. And I sat here being like, I enjoy watching him on television. He seems like a genuinely nice person and he does a good job doing exactly what he does. And the world told me I was wrong. And I believe now the pandemic has made us appreciate the exuberance look, and, and homey nature of Guy Fieri. Look, he's a nice guy. He just needs to vary up his style. I cannot look at those frosted tips and that backward Hater. sunglasses and those Ed Hardy Hater. shirts 
anymore. Just dress like a normal person and I'm on board. But also, oh, can I also what, say Gina, that... Gina, if you were the perfect man, why should you change? <laughs> can okay, I also here's... say, in my defense of not enjoying cooking shows, is is for, for a very long time now, I have said that I do not understand strip clubs because... I'm going there and people are making me horny, but I don't get to do anything about it. Yep. And cooking exactly. shows are that way to me. I'm watching and I'm getting hungry, oh. but they're not giving me food at the end of it. Like I went to a, there was a, uh, I can't remember what Gordon Ramsay show it was. Um, Hell's Kitchen. I, I got to go to a Hell's Kitchen taping and that, that was great because you're there and you're eating. They're bringing the courses out to you. Uh, but, but just watching a show where I'm like, shit, that looks good. Are they giving, are they bringing it to my house? No. Why am I watching this? Gina, how could you handle being in the hell's kitchen when there was no through line? Uh, there was no, that was, was, I was literally just there to eat, eat dinner. It wasn't, it's because it's Um, all happening in real time. So it was a free dinner with free booze. And that's, uh, that's a thing that I like, but then I didn't even watch the episode. So that's, if I could tell, if I could tell my story, uh, Gina, uh, uh, I was also at the hell's kitchen, uh, uh, taping for an episode as well. I appeared on the show. And uh, we were there for the first episode, and he threw everybody out before we even got the food. So I got the worst part of all worlds. Uh I drove to the Hell's Kitchen restaurant, got Uh all dressed up, all ready to go. We got sat. We got our free drinks, of course. And then outside of a bread basket, we got no food at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm telling you, why are you making me horny for food if you're not then going to give me food? But I, so I, I what you're also, saying yeah, is Great British Baking Show is the strip clubs of television. Yes, exactly. And I don't see the point. Uh, I, I do not agree with you, but I 100% get your logic and it holds up mm-hmm. and I approve. Uh, my uh, Gordon Ramsay story is that I covered MasterChef multiple times mm-hmm. and I got to speak with Gordon Ramsay, who is one of only two people that I ever in that job of like interviewing all kinds of uh, uh, celebrities, actors and whatnot. Like if it was on television, like I, I covered, I covered it. Mm-hmm. And so I met a lot of people and only two people ever like just made me just lose my mind. Like their personal oh, magnetism no. was so strong that oh, I absolutely. just couldn't, I couldn't put three words together because they're just like, they just, it's it's like when uh, um you know you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you roll you know your stats and you like an eighteen charisma is what Gordon Ramsay has. Oh, good. And whatever you see on television, you know, like the yelling guy and you know, or the you know the sh- the chef person who's you know like making eggs or whatever like that. So little of that comes out on screen, but in person, you're just like, well, you are just I. Wh- Wow, just <laughs> wow. And it's really weird because, you know, like I said, talked to a lot of people, didn't really do that to me. And just like, whatever it is, man. Chan, and maybe you can help me out, help me out with this story. Because I remember one time I was over at the Chanchin North uh, and we were recording something. This was a few years ago. And you said, hey, Ray, can we pause for like 10 minutes? I got to do this interview with this guy. And I'm like, okay. And then it was like Joss Whedon or somebody <laughs> like just on the phone. You're just chatting with him. You're like, okay, let's go back to recording. And I'm like, what the fuck is your life? <laughs> it was just crazy. Uh, yeah. The, uh, um, the unfortunate thing, uh, Gina, someday when you're 
running a show and you're like uh, as big as Shonda Rhimes, like so much of your day is just going to be taken up with talking to idiots like me <laughs> who ask the dumbest questions because they're writing an article and that's what you got to do is like, so tell me, what is this show about? Because you want the like the exclusive quote rather than just like looking it up and, you know, writing down what Wikipedia says, you know, you want to have the quotes, quote marks around it. So like you're doing your job. So like, yeah. You have to do that for, you know, like weeks in a row, just talking to the same dumb people, saying the same dumb things over and over again. I'm sorry. I apologize when it happens to you. It's going to (laughs) suck. Well, guys, uh, uh, before we wrap up this episode today, uh, I think we have another order of business, Chan. Yes, we do. It's the theme song throwdown. Hell yeah. Oh, my goodness. We are so far into this. This is... This this whole thing is fire. It's uh it's a magical magical time. Thank you for joining us. One hundred um, years. <laughs> uh, also, this is getting dropped at the end of an episode that you already just listened to, so it's not like I have to introduce this at all. I'm just uh um honestly, I'm scrolling over to the uh the, the windows that I need to open up to do this right. So it's off the rails. Here we are. I'm good. Yeah. It's already, already gone. It's already it. gone. Already lost are you ready? Are you ready to just get I into mean, this? Sure, sure. Why not? Here we go. What do you think of this song here? Quadrant four, everything is a banger. Everything is a banger. I'm <laughs> dancing in my chair. I'm shouting, Thundercats are loose. Uh, I'm having a blast. I look, I, I say this in quadrant four, I've said it every time. I don't know how anything beats that. And then we put up a song that in, in, inevitably is as good, if not better. Um, I will say that um, as I was loading all this stuff up, like in my head, uh, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. Um, and I had forgotten that there's a lot of filler in this song Lots like right around it. 30 seconds when the whole thing starts up i was in i'm a thundercats yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after that main segment then there's a long segment where mumra comes up and he's like shooting lasers and uh uh lino's shooting lasers and it's it's fine but like there's just a, a nugget of gold that's about 30 to 40 seconds long in that and a lot of a lot of fluff around it Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, the ending is is a little bit like uh, uh, surprising to me, uh, surprising to me uh, how uh, uh, just stretched out it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of action and cartoon stuff they want to put in there. 
But at the same time, woof, you know, uh, it does end on a little bit of a low note. Yeah, most of these theme songs could be 10 seconds shorter. That being said, I love Mumra's uh, frustrated or horny <laughs> or whatever it is, scream, grunt. No, it's horny. That he gives. Yeah. I think that's worth it. I think that's worth the extra 10 seconds. Uh, you know what? I was actually, you know what? I agree completely. I was thinking like, boy, I wish this was over now. And then that screaming started. And I went, well, yeah, yeah it, it slows okay, down. Okay. And then you're like, ah, all right, I'm, I'm bored. Oh, here's Mara. <laughs> Is that Gene on a Friday night of quarantine? Like, gotta get laid. Yep. Yep. I'm bored until Mamra orgasms. <laughs> uh, going head to head with it. It's tough. I, I'm, I, I know how this is going to go for some people. Maybe not so much for others. Don't know. Lupin the third. This isn't like the same loop in the same song. I'm not gonna lie, uh, tears, tears. That that wasn't the same one that I gave you. That there have been so many iterations of the theme song. I mean, you could take your pick. This one says it's the uh, pilot episode opening. So yeah, I'm not clear which is the true version. Yeah, I mean, to pilot it would be the first episode of season one, and I can tell you that's definitely not it because the first season, Loop in the Third TV show, is the most droll, unlistenable theme song you could ever hope hope to hear. Um, so that's probably season two, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Look. Uh, I- Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to swap the audio in for this. The band of third. The band of third. The band, the band, the band, the band. The band of third. The Le third, 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 le third,
Le pain de feu. Le pain, le pain, le pain, le pain. Le pain de feu. Le pain de feu. Le pain, le pain, le pain, le pain. Guys, <laughs> look, yeah, that's that's straight out of like the worst part of '60s music. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm glad that they decided myself. to. Thank you. Yeah, it's really it's and it's very like it's not as upbeat of a show that first season. It's a lot more serious and dark in tone. It's like what if you did the gritty remake first and then did the fun version afterwards, Ugh. as opposed to the other way around. Which um, version is the one that you are looking for? No, 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 no. Here's the deal. You just played the one I just described, the droll one that's the actual season one Lupin TV show. The one that you just played uh, the first time was wonderful. I see. I just, I really like that guy singing boisterously. Uh, uh, and look, they're all great. Like, I'm not going to, you know. Which one am I ranking this on? Which one am I the, ranking The first on? one, the instrumental the one first, with the, the upbeat. The jazz one. The jazz one, yes. I mean, it Wait, but the matter, one that we played. Gina, my answer. Gina, is you're the picking. Thing. You're picking Thundercats, regardless of which version we put in front of. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I can, I, like, I can, ju- I can justify my decision, like I've never justified anything before. So go, go for it. Go for it. Gina, why, why don't you go first, since we already know where you're at? Oh, okay. I remember I was on a sketch team at UCB called Goodman. And there was a sketch that someone wrote about people in a jazz band all realizing they hate jazz. And then realizing that everyone in the world hates jazz, they've all just been pretending to like this horrendous music. And everyone was like, yeah, this is really how it is, right? It's it's, no one actually likes this. And as soon as I heard that jazz music come out, I I just, (laughs) and here's the thing, I've never seen Lupin the Third, I've never watched it. I, I, I have a feeling that you guys only like the theme songs because you like the show because these, I've never seen Lupin the third. Okay. But these are, oh, I've these, seen the Miyazaki and that's it. These are not good. These songs are not good. <laughs> and also like we've said it before, we said it with like the Simpsons, but it takes a very special sh- song to not have lyrics and still be enjoyable. And that was not one of them that, that had no lyrics. And it was just like, I felt like I was watching some Quentin Tarantino movie about the sixties and we're watching like a drug fueled fight scene. Like if it had something over it, I wouldn't realize how horrible and campy it was, but just sitting here with my headphones in listening to this thing that started (laughs) with jazz and became something even worse. It's not like, I'm going to be honest. I don't even think Thundercats is one of the best theme songs. Wow. I, I disagree. Think, I, I think it's great and enjoyable and it's, and I dance around to it, but compared to others that we've had in this competition, like I don't even know if it's top 10. So this was an opportunity to knock it out for me. But as soon as I heard that jazz riff, I, I, my brain punched my face and left for the, the, what felt like 800 minutes that it took to listen to it. Okay. I'll go uh. ahead and go next. Um, uh, <laughs> Gina, uh, look, Thundercats is, you're just, I mean, I don't know what about top 10. Look, there's a lot of great songs and you can just, it, like, it's a, it's a sports thing. You say, oh, that guy's obviously a top 10 quarterback. And then if you look at the people they've said that about, it's like 22 different quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm saying so, it's good. You know, it's good. It's great. I love it. I listen to it. 
it yeah. could it could have been knocked out, but it wasn't. I was I was dancing in my chair. I do like the Thundercats. Uh, I like the theme song probably a little bit more than I actually like the TV show, uh, which is fine. Uh, the TV show is still good. Um, but yeah, and I was like, well, what could possibly come out and beat Thundercats in my mind today? And then Chan plays the one thing that I guarantee you in my mind destroys oh. the Thundercats theme so you're song. You're a big jazz fan, Ray? Is that because uh, that doesn't track? I feel like if that wasn't related to any cartoon and you heard it in a bar, you would be like, what is this bullshit that they're playing? Give you know what I'd say? I, I would say if, if I heard that in a bar, my whiskey sour. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, I'm an old fashioned kind these days. Uh, no, I, if I was in a bar and that came on and it wasn't related to a show, I'd be like, what the hell is this bullshit of any other sound happening in this room except for this great song, no, which just not. came on? I was, I, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. As as the song came on, and at first I didn't recognize it because Chan picked this alternate version I'm not as familiar with. And then when they get into the main riff and it starts going, and this thing, this song moves. Uh, this song no, goes. This song not. takes a story. It, it like takes my a journey. grandma. And when the thing started and it started getting into it and I'm sitting here with my headphones on bopping side to side, a tear, a tear started forming in my eye, a tear started, and it started rolling down my face of joy. No, nope. this song is pure joy, unadulterated enjoyment. I refute and, and this. I would vote three times for Lupin the I, Third if I, I could. I refute this. I feel like you're you're one of those people that thinks you should like jazz because smart people like jazz, but you don't really understand it. And then you just say, have, wow, this is good. Jazz is a great music to have on in the room you're in nope. when you're not needing to worry about the music. It creates an ambiance. Nope, it's, it's not terrible. necessarily something it I want to break down. People oh, oh, fucking horking into instruments. <laughs> This this is the most personal week (laughs) round one matchup we're ever going to have. Chan, you have to decide now between right and wrong. To your house and kill you. If this makes it through, I shit on your door. Now, think about it like this, Jen. If we can get Lupin through this round, it's safe from Gina for the rest of this. No, no. Uh, Gina, you realize that this is only in the tournament because of you. What? I did. I had nothing to do with this. We did the play-in. I brought uh, Steven Universe. Universe. Ray brought Lupin the Third. Obviously, we're each going to vote for our own. So it was up to you which one got in. You chose this. You love jazz. Oh no! Are you going for for Chan? Chan is going full 2016 Bernie Bro right now and voting for (laughs) Trump. This is crazy. Uh, The answer is a. I love jazz because I'm a smart person. So there's that. No. Like I actually uh, enjoy jazz. Mm. Uh, I do also have a soft spot for sort of uh, uh, 50s and 60s lounge music, exotica, you know, uh, space age, uh, that sort of thing into it. Um, in this case, uh, Thundercats is a rockin' tune. Um, it probably does fall into the sort of thing... Uh, of uh, of of being kind of very of its time. Um, I didn't watch Thundercats growing up, so it's not like I have that nostalgic attachment to it. But I do enjoy the hell out of it, and I, as with you as well, I bopped along to it in my chair. Um, uh, Loop in the Third is um, uh, like I real I really dig it. 
I think it's really cool. Um, I'm going to leave both of the versions I played in today because I Absolutely. wasn't clear which one Ray wanted. And so now we've listened to three different versions of this song. <laughs> and both of these uh, were very much inferior to the, the first one we listened to, uh, even though even if we did bring that uh, other version in, though, I still think I would be going for Thundercats yes! in this one. So, oh, come yeah. on, Chance. You Sorry, know what that man. means losers bracket. It's there. Put it in. <laughs> We're not getting rid of it. It's making the final four. Yeah. Wow, what an exciting theme song throwdown. Who could have guessed that episode of show one? It was bananas. Holy crap. Was it and, close? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Uh, now I have to make sure that every episode is just bananas, so that uh, when, when so that this whichever episode gets slotted in here, uh, that's what are you talking about? We do those correct. live, Chan podcast, we, podcast we, magic. There is no magic in this. Everybody knows how a friggin' podcast works because everybody can do it themselves. We've, just we've, turn on your phone, hit record, say something. Stop! You've made a podcast. Oh, you're going to put us out of business. Ugh. We should uh, just let this industry die. I think this show in particular, we didn't just open the curtain. We outright set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's our show. Count Duckula, everybody. Wonderful blast from the past. Um, from the mid, late 80s to early 90s. I don't remember exactly where this episode is from. I usually write it down, but didn't in this case. Because I did a bad job. Oh, well. Um, otherwise, <laughs> you know, you can find us in various places. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? There's a podcast called AE Doubleback. Okay. If you watch uh, AW Dynamite on Wednesdays, like, check it out. It's fun. Uh, me and Calder Holbrook and Teresa Gumprecht just sort of like hang out and talk about it after the show. It's, I like both of times. those people. They're very, very great people. Great people. Big fan. Big fan of both, uh, quite frankly. Uh, Gina, uh, anything you're working on you'd like to uh, say? I uh, Didn't a certain show you might have written for just hit like Hulu or Netflix or something? Did it? I hope I'm not telling you that for the first time. Uh, yeah, you can watch Unicorn Season 1 right now on Netflix. I'm trying to think if there I've got go. anything on Hulu. Uh, you can watch a uh, uh, regular show, Season 8 on Hulu. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you mentioned Look, Hulu, so. Hey, I mean, like, I honestly couldn't remember. I thought it was Netflix, and then I was like, what if I'm wrong? I don't want to screw up the promo. So I'll just say every single streaming service that comes mm -hmm, to mind, mm -hmm. and you, you tell me which one is right. Yeah. Burning the curtain, folks. We do not pull it back. We set it on fire. Um, <laughs> guys, you can check out the Who Would Win show. Uh, we're in the middle of Shocktober right now. We just did, let's see, we just did Leatherface versus Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead, which is very, very fun. And uh, this week, we're going to be doing, uh, drum roll, please, we're doing Edward Cullen from Twilight versus Albert Wesker from Resident Evil, an episode that you can tell I had my hands all over for putting this one together. Uh, <laughs> very, very happy with how uh, uh, that matchup uh, is going to come together. So uh, otherwise, you can hit us up on social medias. You can hit us up at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast, or even uh, Patreon.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast for $5.00. You can get every single back issue, uh, back issue, back issue of the show. You know, we're a comic book now. Just back go through the long the boxes. Just, just, just stick to it until you find what you need. They're only like a nickel a piece anyway. But my point is for $5 a month, you can get access to the Super Secret Vault. Uh, for the $20 or more, you can suggest episodes, much like Brian Rapp. Thank you so much for suggesting this episode of Count Duckula for us today. We love you for it. And I believe some select patrons of certain levels uh, might even get a chance to make brief appearances on this show itself. 
Yeah. yeah. Making it happen. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and sign up to Patreon because uh, the next round will be decided by patrons of the show. Round At the $20, two. $20 or more level, we are going to have them do the segment. I'm going to play them this like I'm you two are out of it. Yeah. You don't touch this at all. We're not allowed I'm to going, make any more decisions. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to talk to the patrons directly, play them both of the songs and they will decide which one moves on. So like I'm big, confident big, that they will si- that they will pick whatever I would have picked. <laughs> I'm not. I'm confident that they're going to screw me. So uh, this is perfect. <laughs> Good radio. And then we can we can uh, get mad about what they do. Um, okay, great. So go uh, uh, at Prez Serpento with a Z. Uh, he's currently sick with some hoax, but I mean, he's not oh, letting no. it stop him from rage tweeting. So, uh, you know, it's fine. Is it's he fine. talking about how he'll resign if if uh, New York State agrees not to prosecute him? There is no Wait, chance Prez Serpento resigns. Thank what? you. Did you. Is that a thing that I missed in the actual news? Yes. That is not a thing. Yes. No, stop it. Yes. Okay, I got I got some reading to do, folks. Until then, <laughs> uh, uh, enjoy your Halloween season and enjoy all the things we've suggested to you. Uh, go seek them out, listen to them, watch the Unicorn on Netflix or Hulu if you can find it there. <laughs> also, also, I heard the Taliban has endorsed uh, Pres Serpentor for president because that's a normal thing that the Taliban does. Is way. Well- I, I usually, before I cast my ballot, I usually wait for the Taliban voting guide to show up in the mail. Yeah, they have a very <laughs> so strong preference and they're making it known. That is amazing. <laughs> also, they're against Measure J in Los Angeles, which seems really specific. <laughs> I don't know why they would do it, but you know what? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> if you're feeling Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.